grab a cocktail with us and welcome to the hot mess that is my life as a single makeup artist living in a college town in Florida. This is Kara's Lipstick Diary. Hey guys, we're back. Did you hit that subscribe button yet? You know you want to. Hit the subscribe button. All right, so you guys, for years I tried to fit into this little box of like, what I thought I was supposed to be, like what society said, what I thought a professional businesswoman, yada, yada. I mean, I had my blonde hair and I wore little tweed dresses with pearls and I tried to behave myself and do everything that I thought I was supposed to do. Well, I was miserable, absolutely miserable. I was not all about this. And through therapy and meeting an amazing woman who lived an extremely authentic raw life, I went, shit, wait, I can like be me? And like, really like be me? And it's okay? And I don't have to bury all my trauma and pretend it never happened and just go about life? I could actually live in this world who I am out of the fucking box and be vulnerable. I know, still having issues with vulnerability, but we do really well on here, but still working on it. But anyways, I am so thrilled that that woman, Liz Getman, is zooming in to be on this episode, and we're gonna talk about living in an authentic life. I can speak, I swear, I haven't had that many cocktails yet. But anyways, speaking of that, we need a cocktail. And you guys, you guys, I'm so excited. So we know that I love long drink. It is one of my favorite drinks ever. It's pre-canned, it actually tastes good. And well, they have a new flavor. So when you're watching this, it'll be available. I managed to get a can of it before it was released. <gasps> and it's peach flavored. You guys know I love peach flavored. So I am so insanely excited to try this on this episode. Like. It's gonna be amazing. It's a gin-based drink, it's in a can, it has a peach flavor, and I got it before it went on sale. But you guys can get it now wherever you find long drinks. So, I mean, how do we make this drink? Like, super easy, you know. We just open up the can, try not to break a nail in the process. And then, you know, we pour it in our lovely glass. Super hard, you guys. This is the most challenging cocktail I've made all year long. Pour it in, and then, you know, because it's me, we gotta make it a little extra and throw in a little bit of the fabulous Fancy Sprinkle Edible Glitter because that's what makes everything better. So I'm adding in some of the rose-colored edible glitter, spinning it around, and now it's like pure magic. Ooh, it's bubbling, <laughs> exciting. All right, you guys, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Let's talk. All right, you guys, I am so excited to have Liz zoom in with me today. So I met Liz when she was living here in town and she was leading yin yoga, which first off, yin yoga is amazing. I haven't done it in a while because like pandemic and all screwed up my life, but she was amazing and had by far the most amazing voice I'd ever heard. And I literally wanted to like listen to her voice when I fell asleep because it's amazing. But she also showed me how you can live an authentic life and be vulnerable and like, it's okay. Because, I mean, Liz, when you met me, I had blonde hair. Um, I yeah, was still, yeah, I was still a blonde. Um, I had not fully figured out yet who I was and that it was okay to be me. And you were one of the first people that literally showed me that, like, I could be myself. And I don't even know if you even realize that. Um, but it was true. And, you know, because I connected with you on social media and you were very authentic and you talked about, you know, your vulnerabilities and it was okay. 
And I had always been, you know, Aww. told you shove that shit in a corner and you walk away. Um, but you were so real. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my God. And, like, I don't know. You you had probably no idea. I was going through some major shit when I first started going there. And, honestly, your classes helped me so much. So I was like, okay, I'm in my last group of episodes on this where I have literally, like, been like, fuck the world. Here I am. Everyone deal with it. Who do I want on the shows? I think I kind of need Liz on here. <laughs> so thank you for zooming in. <laughs> like, I beyond appreciate it. She's like, wait, I didn't know any of this shit. Hold on. <laughs> You're so sweet. Well, you gave me like a very brief preview in our Facebook yeah. message exchange. Um, but that's so kind. And um, like, thank you for sharing it. Yeah. I'm so glad that you know, that class and that space and that time together could be a source of strength and support for you. Yeah. Um, you know, we're always each going through some kind of shit and sometimes it's way worse and sometimes way better. And to be honest, uh, toward the end of our time in Yin class together, I was going through my divorce. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that class was helpful even just for me to yeah. like, sh I had to show up for other people. So I had to drag my ass out of bed and make sure I was okay. So, I mean, you know, it also helped me too. Well, and I think that that was, you were very open about what was going on, um, the different changes in your life. You talked, you openly talk about your history with eating disorders and all of that. And, you know, those were all, you know, those are things that a lot of people don't talk about. We bury it. Mm -hmm. um, everything's Instagram perfect. We don't have anything negative in our lives. We fit in these little fucking boxes that society says we're supposed to fit in. And that is it. And you mm -hmm. have been very open about, like, shit happens. We don't all fit in that box. And um, it's okay. And you know yeah. what? People are going to like you anyways. Um, or they're not. And those are the people you don't want in your life anyway. So they can go fuck themselves. But, um, you know. <laughs> Hi. Sorry, Liz. Um, I'm very direct. <laughs> so in Yin, we yeah, didn't have, talk I a lot. A friend, um, a friend who says, which is like, it's like her way of saying that. It's yeah. like, I'm going to love you from afar. Yes. Yes. And there are definitely those and that's okay. Uh, but you know, like I say, when you first met me, I had blonde hair. Um, I had, you know, I was going through some major trauma at that time, wasn't even able to put it into words, hadn't dealt with any of my shit from the past, and thought I was supposed to fit in this box of, like, I'm a business owner. I'm going to wear this little dress that is, like, perfectly fitted with my little pearls, and everything is going to be okay. Y'all, I... That, that, that's not me. Um, you know, now I'm wearing my tutus and, you know, my studded spike bustiers and pleather pants and I have pink hair and it's okay. Um, and I think, like I say, you were the first one that really showed me like that was okay because you did, you broke molds. Um, you know, you put it all out there and you were like, shit, getting a divorce, changing my lifestyle. Everything's different. Um, <laughs> And like, and I'm queer. Yeah, exactly. Like you're like, uh, and now I'm with a girl. Like it's okay. Um, you know, and like that was like amazing to be able to watch and watch you embrace your authenticity. And I look at so many people, and we have trouble doing that. What made you feel safe enough to be able to live authentically? Um, you know, that's a great question, and I I don't know that I ever 
felt like safe enough and there's that this strange idea too of safety like Brene Brown talks about it like um instead of a safe space it's a brave space because you know social justice circles too we talk about like there's no such thing as a safe space especially nowadays with all the bullshit going on and that's the truth yeah and so I think I I was fortunate to have um a community in that started in Gainesville, Florida, yeah. of people with whom I could be fully myself, you know, even when I didn't quite know the words or the language for it. Um, you know, I, I remember when I when I came came out publicly, um, I mean, so to speak, I don't even know if we really use that phrase anymore. Yeah. Millennials, like we, but I don't, the Gen Z, they don't even come out. They're just, they're just there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is fantastic, living their authentic lives. Um, you know, but I, my people closest to me were like, you know, I'm not surprised like, yeah. that, you know, that you're with a woman or, you know, you are queer, bi, pan, whatever it is. And I still am thinking about what the label is for myself or do I even need a label? Um, but I think I had, I had been fortunate to have co-created that community of people, you know, mostly in person, but also online. Um you know, that, that supported me and loved me for who I was. Um, and then I, I have to shout out my parents just for um, my, so I grew up in the church. My dad was a minister. Oh my God. Really? That. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually like yeah, in shock right now. Very, well, very progressive, like, okay. li- like liberation type. Like he actually, I don't, I don't think he even uses the word Christian for himself anymore. He's okay. like a universalist. Like we have one God and, you know, um, and and but I did grow up in the church, and that was a really interesting and difficult upbringing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, however, I remember my dad giving sermons on Sunday about, and he would often include our family and in like what was going on at home, right? About like, well, here's what I'm dealing with. I'm like you. I'm struggling too. Um, you know, my mom did that in her own ways too, and I I think I actually never thought about it before, um, but I I think that was a model for me. You know, I could see how people felt loved and seen and you know again held in their vulnerability in those spaces and so I I imagine that contributed to to me um speaking up about what was going on yeah um but it took me a long time to get there like uh you know I I struggled severely with an eating disorder for about 10 years and it wasn't until after that 10-year cycle was up that I was able to even talk about it in like private spaces like with close friends um but again, the more I spoke up, the more I realized, like, as you said, we all have something, something, some things, and we're all human and it's okay to not be okay. And and that's really where we find connection and find the people who will really love us is when we're authentically ourselves. And I think so. it's amazing when you have a family that supports all of that. Um, you know, I had a family that you bury it all under the rug. You, you don't, you don't talk about it. You bury it all under the rug. Um, you don't process it. You don't find the verbiage for it because we don't we don't talk about it. We move on, um, which then festers, and then no one's living a happy, authentic life. Um, you know, and I I ended up becoming estranged from my family during this time period, actually, since I've known you, um, because being who I am, being with who authentically I am, I spent so many years not being that because I knew my family wouldn't accept that um you know they would die like when this show came out oh my god um I heard what was said by my family like and I was like oh well good thing we're not talking uh because uh shit um but you know having that family and that support who is openly talking about like 
this is what's going on is an amazing thing. Having a family that will support you with whoever you are is amazing. Um, you know, that is yeah. so key. And if you don't have immediate, like if you don't have actual family, finding your chosen family, um, you know, and for me, that's how, what I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost, um, I had chosen family who supported me and loved me, as I said, but, you know, I will say, and my immediate family was very supportive. Like I remember when I got separated from my ex-husband, um, it was right. I, I came home for Christmas and it was like my first Christmas after like 13 years of being with this person, right? Like we started dating at a very young age. And um, so that was really difficult, but I, at the time started dating a woman. And I remember saying to my parents, like, you know, I think they had asked me, like, are you dating anyone? Or what are you, are you going out? Are you getting out? And I was like, well, I am dating someone. I'm actually dating a woman. And, you know, they didn't even bat an eye. Like, it yeah. wasn't, and, and um, I think even I was, like, shocked. Not that, I mean, I know my parents, and I, but it was like, oh, okay. Like, and you're okay with this. <laughs> right. And, and just one of those things that, like, people in my immediate circles, like, they, they knew who I was even when I couldn't see it. Yeah. Which I, I feel really well, um, for. That's the amazing thing because so many people actually do see who you truly are and they're hoping that you figure it out, um, yeah. you know, and it's been funny since I've, you know, figured out, started figuring out, still figuring it out, but started figuring out who the hell I am. Um, so many people have come to me and said, girl, we all knew this was you. We were just waiting for you to figure it out. But like, congratulations, you started figuring it out. Um, but I think it's true. And I, I think, you know, we can look at people in our lives who we go, we know who that person is inside. We wish that they could find it mm -hmm. themselves. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I think that your true friends, your true family, your true, the people who are supposed to be in your lives already know who you are and will support you in that. Yeah. But it can be hard to make that step. Yeah, I think so too. And, and there is risk involved. Like, yeah. Because all that being said, like I did lose people when I got divorced. I did lose people when I came out. I did, you know, mm -hmm. lose people when I moved away. And so, you know, that can be really difficult. Like I had some really, really difficult friendship breakups. Me too. Uh, Me yeah, too. Yeah. Right. And um, those can even be harder than r romantic breakups. Right? Yes. It, it, that's kind of weird. But yes, I, I agree. Like I had several people who... When I launched the show, when I started, you know, being me who just completely burned me and that was shocking because you think of them as your lifelong friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm a proud Torian through and through. I have a lot of Taurus energy in my chart and we are notorious for staying in relationships too long and being just like loyal when we shouldn't be, right? And just overly committed and... um that was really hard for me was yeah. when, you know, people didn't feel the same, like, oh, I thought we were going to be friends forever. Like I was, you know, going to be married forever, which now knowing myself now, I'm like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, literally getting to this side, it's funny because I, I found some old modeling photos that I had taken 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago. And I, I mentioned to my photographer friend who does a lot of my marketing photos now. And I said, wow, a lot's happened in 10 years because I look at my eyes and I look dead. My wow. eyes are hollow and empty and I look miserable, like literally miserable. And comparing that to now, the joy that's in my eyes now, and I'm like, holy shit. And I didn't even know I was unhappy then. Mm. Oh, this pink 
peach long drink is like freaking amazing. It is pink too, because while well, I put fancy sprinkle in there and it's all sparkly and pink. Wait, why am I talking to you now? Oh, right. We totally cut the episodes in half now and release them in two parts. So you have to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on the second half. Hit the subscribe button and let's see you again in a week. Bye guys.